Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Joe Madden for your daily show here on PickDogs YouTube channel. Of course, we're live across all of our uh, social media channels now. And, uh, well, it is a uh, another day in the life here of a sports better NBA regular season coming to an end. All 30 teams in action today. We've got Major League Baseball, all teams in action as well. NHL, I'm sure they're playing see million games today no there's not too many in the nhl today seven it's nhl lighter schedule seven yeah. nhl so 14 games in action looks like um i don't know looks like uh wow we got a big underdog there in the carolina anaheim game and uh a big underdog in the tampa bay buffalo game here if there's any value at all there maybe we might even ask the magic eight ball who knows but one of those one of those dogs are barking today all right well joe's gonna let you know who, who that is and uh got uh yeah we've got a bunch of handicappers here with us and we've got mills will be here he's not he's a little under the weather but uh he's a little under the weather but the thing is is that uh Big MMA card last night. Love to get his thoughts on that as well. So, uh, yeah, let's bring in the let's bring in the in the group and a uh, little bit, you know, quick discussion here, and then we'll get rolling with the picks. I know that's what you guys want to see. So it's the last day of the NBA season. Obviously, teams have some teams have something here to play for. As before, we were talking about teams getting into the play in round. We were talking about teams getting into the playoff round. But now it really is a focus. Like you can really see it now. So in the in the West, the Timberwolves are playing the Clippers in the first game. The winner gets into the playoffs. The loser plays the winner of the second game, and then the winner of that game goes to the playoffs. In the Eastern Conference, nothing has been decided. So they're they're playing today to get into a game for a chance with one win and you're in. The idea is to of, of being one of those top two teams, the seven and eight spot, which I don't know. I thought the regular season was a play-in. It's not anymore for some reason. But um, the way that it works is that if you are um, one of the top two, the seven or the eight, then you get two cracks at it. If you're an, an, a nine or ten, you get one crack if you win the first game then you still got to win another one too so definitely a big advantage to the teams that should be in the playoffs anyway and i believe in all play-in scenarios the the higher seeds have 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 advanced doesn't mean they covered the spread al's checking this thing but there i don't think he has i don't think he has enough data um as far as play-ins go to really have a big uh thing we've only had one year so. right so that's what i was saying <laughs> he doesn't have his, he's, he's like we can extrapolate this over but it's like we can't even do that there's nothing really to even do there but you know clearly teams with something to play for and clearly teams with nothing to play for and teams that have played all season like they've had nothing to play for so we've had you know we kind of have had it all and you know um you know, yesterday we all we we kind of agreed on a bunch of games and disagreed on others, and we all agreed on the Grizzlies, and that was good. You know, so we put everybody on on, on a nice winner there. One hundred forty-one points. Who knew John Morant was going to play? Wow, what a shocker that was! 
really busted him up. And you know, we gave out. Everybody agreed. It was rare. It was one of those rare occasions. No, we didn't agree on that. But that's okay. Sure, we did. Me and it, Joe. Me and Joe had the losing side. We held hands and made s'mores around the campfire. <laughs> it was beautiful. You, you got me there. You got me. No, we all agreed. This is a team effort. No, we didn't. Teamwork agree. makes the dream work. It's okay. I can do s'mores with Brian. It's like we always. Uh, it's uh, we always. Um, People are always under the impression, it's like, why don't you guys all agree on every pick? It's like, I don't know, because we're different people with different methodology, I guess. Anyways, we have a bunch of NBA. We'll talk about some other topics, too. You know, the Masters. Tiger Woods, obviously, he's not going to win. But, um, you know, he, he has certainly um, shown some toughness here. And, uh, man, I, I can only imagine, you know. It's like... Similar to Ben Hogan, right? Who was in a massive car accident and came back and, and won. So, not this year for Tiger, more than likely. But man, if you grabbed his irons, you see the guy paid fifty four thousand for his irons when he won the Grand Slam. And he sold them for five million plus. Seriously? Seriously. Wow. He had them for twelve years. He paid fifty four thousand dollars. He sold him for five twenty eight, five million two hundred eight thousand or something. That is Good investment. Well, he said it was kind of like it was one of those things where he just had it sitting on his wall in a frame, and it's just like, you know. Anyways, talk about, but lots of fun stuff to talk about. But uh, we've got the NBA today. We've got some. Some 3.30 p.m. starts. The way that they've kind of tried to match this up is the teams that have the meaningful games all play at the same time, which is kind of like the way the NFL does it, which might be the one thing the NFL gets right, but it's unfortunately rarely do those games mean all that much. It seems like some seasons they do and some seasons they don't, but it's the teams that have the meaningful games um, in that same they're all in the same slot. So it's the Nets, the Hawks, the Hornets, and the um, Cleveland Cavaliers that are the 7, 8, 9, 10 teams. Right now, it's the Hornets that are 10 and the Hawks that are 9. So those two teams, if they were to meet in what would be the second play-in game in the East, would be in Atlanta on either Wednesday. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? It's one of those two days. And uh, I believe it's Wednesday. And then they would play, the winner would play in the loser of the Cleveland Nets game. They would play them on Thursday. So I think, actually, I think they play on Tuesday. And then the second game is Wednesday. And then the last game is Thursday or Friday. Let me check it out again. The guys at Sports Chat are all over this. Yeah, it's Friday is the final play in games. Friday, April 15th. So it's Tuesday is that first round. And that is the Clippers Timberwolves are locked in in the West. The Pelicans are playing the Spurs on Wednesday. And then in the East, we'll find out today what the seeding is. But these are the four teams. And right now, the way that it is, the Nets would be hosting the Cavaliers. And the Hornets would be on the road at Atlanta on Wednesday. And uh, But there's only one game separating Cle- Cleveland and the Nets have the exact same record. The Hornets and the Hawks have the exact same record. And those two teams are only one game behind the other two. So this could really flip-flop all around today. And they're all going at the same time. So none of these teams are playing one another today. So 
What does that mean for their opponents? We're going to find out in a hurry. Joe Madden, what do you think of these four games? You know what? I look at these four games, and I'm looking at a lot of totals in here, looking at the Indiana-Brooklyn Nets game, and really thinking we have a higher-scoring one in there. We see the Pacers playing just a lack of defense overall. So I can see that one going over the total. I can see Cleveland as well um, dominating in that game against the box. I think we don't see um, a strong of game out of the box and Cleveland gets a nice win and cover in that one. And then Alana and Houston, give me uh, Alana laying all those points. I think they come out and dominate. I'll lay the 12 points with them over a Houston Rockets team that defensively just completely struggles. Big Al, the, the Nets have been a dumpster fire at home when it comes to covering the spread. The season has favorite, and here they are as big favorites against the Indiana Pacers, who uh, played yesterday against the Sixers and did everything they could to fight the good fight. And, you know, didn't, didn't cover by much, but really the half-point cover counts as much as winning by 30 if you're playing the, if you're playing the point spread. And uh, the Pacers, well, I guess they won by 30 for some people. So um, I know on this show they did. So uh, I, think we all, I think that was one team we all had in that one. So Brian's still apologizing for the Foles pick and, uh, and the Simmons pick. But she um, says that the Maxi picks pick offsets them basically his justification but anyways that's a different story for a different day any of these four any of these uh teams that really need it that maybe too big of a number out there well i've got a lot of i mean this is a huge card for me today i've got seven pick dogs premium plays might end up having an eighth posted in a little while but one of the games that i'm not putting up on the premium side that you know i can talk about here would be the cleveland milwaukee game uh, the numbers, you know, it's it's up to eight right now. I do like Cleveland uh, minus the eight against Milwaukee. Take a look at division games uh, toward the end of the season, last six games of the year. Home teams are 42 and 24 ATS if they're off a double-digit loss, which Cleveland is, and their opponent, Milwaukee, is off a double-digit win. So it's a little bit of a, of a reversal, and we're going to take uh, Cleveland minus the eight points. Obviously, Milwaukee um doesn't really need this game. So uh, Cleveland should blow them out. Bryant? Yep, I agree with what Joe said earlier and what Big Al just said. For me, out of this grouping, my favorite play is the Cleveland Cavaliers laying the points here. I, I don't think the Bucks will be playing anybody of any significance here and the Cavaliers' chance to thump their chest. Uh, they have everything to play for. Er, earlier on, I like the oh, the Hornets uh, laying the big number against the Wizards who seem like they have checked out. Uh, I'm going to take the Pacers plus the points against the Nets. Nets have shown all year that they're not a great cover team at home. I think that's a boatload of points. So for me, I like the Pacers, the Hornets laying the points, and the better bet, I think, it's the Cleveland Cavs. El Ninos? Yeah, I have to agree with Brian on the Cavs being the strongest one of the bunch, just based off the number, and uh, obviously the Bucks will be uh, sitting a lot of guys out for this one. Uh, bigger spreads on the other games, so uh, the Hawks, probably my next favorite, and the others, I would uh, look at them in the first half or first quarter even because I don't see any of these teams that need the wins uh, starting off slow. So I expect them to start strong and finish strong, but these numbers are getting a little big. So favorite play a uh, full game would have to be the Cavs. 
I have my card of teams that I write down that I think are going to be pretty good next year. And um, Washington Wizards on t- are right up there on that one for me. I think uh, Kuzma and Beal missed a, you know, a lot of these games towards the end, and Beal missed a ton for the Wizards this season. I think adding Porzingis, we've seen this team show some guts. You know, they've, they had that um, big blowout of the Mavericks, right, but beat them by like 40. So they certainly have the potential um, to do it. And they're definitely on my list of teams to watch for next year. Kind of with, they're on my Dayton Flyers list. I like Dayton and college hoops next year a lot. But um, I think uh, Washington is on that list for me because now you have three really good guys. When you have the three really good guys, then you're, you're, you have a good chance. Um, it used to be two good, really good guys. First it was one, then it was two, then it was three. Well, now they have their three. And I think those, those are a good three to go to battle with. Are you talking about good straight up or good against the spread? <laughs> I'm talking about good all the way around. They're the Washington Wizards. You're always going to get value on the Wizards. The Wizards have always been a great value team. They've always been a great value team. I think we might get some value on them. I don't know how many. I mean, they should beat up on the weaker teams. I don't know how well they'll do against the better teams. Oh, they beat Dallas by 40 with uh, everybody playing for Dallas and just Porzingis in for Washington. So they certainly have the potential to beat just about anybody on any given night. We know in the NBA, this is, you know, Al and I had this discussion the other night that um, you can't make rhyme or reason out of this stuff these days because you see even the very good teams lose by 40, 50 points. You know, on out of the blue, not just the Brooklyn Nets either. I'm talking about like everybody. You know, it just happens. You know, and Milwaukee Bucks one fifty three one nineteen. Yeah, it just you see it. You know, big numbers. You know, too, really high scores. Like yesterday, Grizzlies one forty one. Yeah, so much for resting. You know, before the playoffs. So you know. I don't know. I, I think in in the in these days, you know, in the NBA, they went thirty five and forty six. The Wizards this year, right? They're thirty five and forty six heading into today. That's really not that bad, considering how bad this team has. You know, this is the Wizards. This is not like you know they where the Lakers go. I mean, they have a better record than the Lakers. You know, and the thing is, is that you know when you look at a team like the Wizards too, so thirty five and forty six. Basically, you know, five games go go the other way, and more than likely, they had five close ones in there somewhere where they, you know, they had a chance. Five wins, five games go the other way. They're a playoff team. I mean, that's how close this is, you know. So, I don't know. I kind of disagree with the better, better, better team thing. They've beaten a lot of better teams too. We'll be taking your money on the Wizards next year. You stick with your Dodgers run line there. <laughs> Anyways, I like that Garrett Cole. What a nice outing he had there. So good. Anyways, yeah, a good story, that's for sure. got hammered. I tell you, mm-hmm. guy, the guys who, you know, there's been a few starters out there that got hammered. I thought Syndergaard was pretty amazing last night um, off, off the uh, DL. I thought Verlander pitched really well also, you know, made one mistake. Both those guys, you know battled Verlander came out struck out the first batter you know it's like he needed Verlander needed two strikeouts to get to 2,000 strikeouts against the Angels just against the or is that was that was 200 
against the Angels? It was either 200 or 2,000 against just the Angels. It was like <laughs> he got him in the first inning. He struck out two of the three. Anyways, got the uh, Grizzlies against the Celtics. This one's probably going to be pretty interesting. Celtics, I believe, have something to play for here as far as positioning goes. Mm -hmm. Then we have the Knicks and the Raptors. Knicks, I mean, are the Knicks. We got the Heat and the Magic. The Magic have always played well against the Heat. They just seem to always play well against them. And then the 76ers and the Pistons. The Pistons have a chance to go out with another win as a dog against an Eastern Conference opponent. This has been their trademark of the entire season. Um, Al Ninos, what do you think of these four? Uh, slightly into the Raptors here. I just think uh, they're the better team. I don't think they have much to play for, do they? But uh, no, but I just think they come out and get one more win to close the season out. Uh, that's about all I can say about this lot. Al Ninos kind of gave me the... Uh, Hey, can you help me move this dresser response? Well, <laughs> it's like, now, there's one game I can't talk about here, so I have to be careful with it. Um, uh, you can, sorry, yeah. We're among friends here. You can pretty much talk about it. <laughs> um, how about you, Brian? Oh, no, uh, there's, there's no uh, uh, slowdown with me here. I'm going to take the Detroit Pistons here, plus the points. They've cashed 11 straight on the road. I think they're 18-3. and three. Wow, you have not uh, been on the Pistons ball. bandwagon either as far as this <laughs> uh, streak has gone. I've been on the Pistons. No, I've you've, been, Pistons. you've, you've been pretty much a curmudgeon about the streak's got to end somewhere. You've really not been on these well, Pistons this streaks. this is a different us. situation. The Sixers really, they, you know, they still have something to play for here, but the Sixers are notoriously... Uh, uh, at least lately, been a horrible cover team. Tons of trends against them today. So as far as free picks go, there's no reason not to back the Pistons plus the points. I think it's a 10-point win at best for the Sixers. Uh, and then I'm going to take the Boston Celtics laying the points. I think they uh, Memphis proved me wrong in the last game. But uh, I, I think Boston, much more to play for. I think they're just as good as Memphis. Uh, I think they uh, get it done today uh, with their full team going. So Boston and Detroit, two solid picks here in this slot. Al, big Al. Well, you know, I've, I've got, again, a number of premium plays in this slot. I'll take a look at some of the games I'm not playing. One is the Boston-Memphis game. I'll probably echo what you guys have just said. You know, Memphis, big, big difference here is Memphis played yesterday. Boston has a lot of rest. Boston hasn't played since Thursday. So you look at the end of the season, you've got an unrested team off a win. Um you know, playing a rested team. It, 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 this just really favors Boston here. Memphis also scoring a lot of points yesterday. And also when you have an unrested team off a game where they scored more than 121, those teams are 39 and 69 against the spread when they're playing a 545 or better opponent that's off a straight-up loss, which Boston is. Boston lost by six points to Milwaukee on that Thursday. So, you know, it, it, it just really sets up really nicely for Boston here being the rested team uh, at the end of the year, playing an unrested team off a lot of points. So I do like Boston minus the, uh, you know, the points at Memphis. Um, the Miami-Orlando game, you know, if you take a look at teams playing their final home game of the season, if they're off a huge blowout loss like Orlando is, if they lost by 20 or more points, 
those teams have actually covered 70% of the time in their final home game of the season if they're playing a really good foe with a 580 or better win percentage. So that would be Orlando uh, in this situation. It would also apply to a couple other games that we'll probably talk about in a minute or two. Joe? Um, for myself, I got to go be go on the under. Sorry, someone just popped into the green room. I was trying to get them in and talk. I can't do both. Hang on. Let me just add Jovan. Um, I'm going to go with the under between the Boston Celtics and the Memphis Grizzlies. I look at these two teams and I think um, – Boston definitely should get the win and cover here. And I think Memphis, we're going to see a slower game out of them. Um, we've seen Boston come in off rest, trending solid to that um, under, going 6-1 and one in their last seven games on two days rest or more. And then we look at Memphis on those back-to-backs. They play nicely to that under as well. And then I have to agree with you guys on the Orlando Magic. I just think it's way too many points here for the Miami Heat um, to cover. Ten points seems like a lot when really what are they playing for today. So um, give me the Magic to finish off today strong. Okay, good morning, Jovan. We're on the um, Celtics, Grizzlies, Knicks, Raptors, Heat, Magic and 76ers Pistons. Any of these four do anything for you? Uh, kind of catch them off guard. Exa- not exactly, but um, to go with these four, I would say, I don't know. I was I was looking at the Knicks. You know, um, the Raptors can't move up or down. You know, they're just playing. Um, the Knicks are just playing out the string, but. No, I would I would just have to go with the Knicks just on um really not not much than than a than a hunch to tell you the truth on on this one. Um Philly, you know, they do have something to play for, even though they could only get to a third seed if certain things happen. Um, you know, you're going against a a, a ten or eleven game um uh winning streak trend with the Pistons, so I w- really wouldn't touch that one, but, um, you know, just based on that. But, yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, I, I just can't stand the Knicks. I, I just struggle with them. They, uh, that Nets game just still bothers me. It's probably going to sit with me for a couple of years. It really is one of those games that, you know, they were up way up. And then so weird because we have, like, we're testing out the live betting stuff that we're doing, and – even when the Knicks were up by like 28, the probability wasn't even that high that they were going to win the games, which has to tell you something, which I haven't seen since, um, must have been like four years ago. The Arizona Cardinals were up in a game 14 nothing in the first quarter, and ESPN on their prob- win probability had still had a 98% chance that they were going to lose that game. And they, they got crushed in that one. But that was the year they ended up drafting Kyler Murray, the one overall. But anyways... Um. Yeah, I struggle with the Knicks here. Even uh, even though I like the Pistons, though with the points, it's like I've been riding this horse all season. It's like not everything has worked for me this year, but that has. Um, I know that the Heat generally struggle with the Magic. They just do. It's just one of those teams that they generally struggle with. They don't lose to them all the time, but they don't cover all the time against them either. It's kind of a. It's not really a local rivalry, but it's a semi-local rivalry. I guess it's the closest team to them. And I don't know. I'm back on the Grizzlies. These guys have been really good to me, and I, I know that's not a popular pick, and that kind of makes it even better. Um, I think that 
I think it's kind of like what I said yesterday about the Grizz when, when we were all in such agreement on the game is that, you know, that they have a system now. It's like when John Morant went out earlier this season, the Grizzlies have now have a system and the system works and they have all bought into it. And it's kind of like the way that, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, Al, is that, you know, this is not the best Spurs team they ever had. <laughs> you know, that's for sure. It's like, it's not even close. It's amazing that they made the playoffs. It's more of a testament to the coach, right? That they made the playoffs. And I think with the Grizzlies, what we saw here was a team that, you know, has struggled to get well, over 500. Mitch, Mitch, the playing round is not the playoffs. It's, it's more it's the playoffs not, than... It's, the, it's, not, it's but, not the playoffs. It's the play-in round to, to get to the playoffs. I understand that, but they also have the potential to... Um, the Spurs have a roster that was a potential top three lottery pick. Right, yeah. I yeah. mean, they do. You know, it's like, you know, we're not going to sugarcoat it. You know, it's like it, they don't really have those star players. They don't really have the. They had a guy and they got rid of him, right? They traded the guy to get the guy and then got rid of that guy. So it's like that's what they did. And then he's he's in Chicago now. So, you know, the Spurs. They're gonna they're gonna they still you know if they don't make the playoffs they they need a, they need a lottery ball to drop in their their lap. I mean they do, but you know maybe they pick some. This is a pretty good. This is gonna be a pretty good draft, I believe. And as we talked, I mean, they got three picks in the first round, so they'll they'll improve, you know, but they're still a long way away. Could, it would be nice for them if one of those picks was Tim Duncan. <laughs> it's like, it always works out really well. But um, we've got the Timberwolves in your Chicago Bulls. Love betting against the Timberwolves. Got Timberwolves the other night. I was finally on the right side of one of those with the Timberwolves. They had this gigantic lead. I had the other team. I think it was the Spurs. And who was it? It was Denver. I know it was Houston Rockets, maybe even. Yeah, it was Houston Rockets getting 13 and a half. No, it was the Spurs. It was Spurs just the other night. It, they were The Spurs were down big, and then they came all the way back, and then they lost by six. Yeah, I think it was actually the last three Timberwolves games. I was on the wrong side of it with the Rockets. They were like up by like 25 against the Rockets. They won by seven. That was last Sunday. Yeah, it's not, it hasn't been a good relationship with me and the Timberwolves over the years. Timberwolves, Bulls, Pelicans, Warriors, Clippers, Thunder Buddies, and Spurs and the Mavs. Jovan, any of these four? Yeah, I was looking at um, the Bulls-Timberwolves game. You know, neither team has really been covering, but Chicago Bulls, they just been horrible every game, just getting boat raced. And, you know, it, it has to be a lean towards towards the Timberwolves, even though they haven't been covering these these spreads. I see the lines going down to um, a point from 7.5 to 6.5. Um, so, yeah, I'm leaning towards the Timberwolves. You know, no. The basically the starter lineup for the Bulls is um is being rested for whatever you know for the playing game. But you know why rest? They 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 need to work the way they've been playing on the court. But um that's the way the NBA is now. Uh, big cats not playing for for the Timberwolves. 
uh, D'Angelo Russell. I don't know if he's playing. Probably not. And Patrick Be- uh, Patrick Beverly's probably not playing. But yeah, Timberwolves. Brian. Hopefully I don't jump out of place here, but uh, for me, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls here. I know they're resting a lot of guys in this game, but they need to get their need to get their team on track. And I just think a six, six and a half, seven is a lot of points here. I think it comes down to one possession win here for Minnesota. Uh, now, boatload of points here are the Portland Trailblazers against the Utah Jazz. Uh, Jazz have been a horrible cover team, and you're going to ask somebody to lay 17, 17 and a half, even though Portland's horrible i think the better bet in this time frame here is take the portland trailblazers plus the 17 jazz ton to play for in this game al ninos yeah um i was starting to agree with the with the bulls plus the points because he's right they do have to to start working on their game but i think i like the under better in that game especially if uh russell sits out as well because they've got a lot of a lot of their scores sitting this one out. I know they can play defense too, but I think they'll be missing more offense than defense here. So I like the under in that one. And uh, that's probably my favorite play. Yeah, Jazz weren't really in this time slot, but that's okay, Brian. This was I the Bull, Bulls, up. Timberwolves, Pelicans, Warriors, Clippers, Thunder, and Mavs, Spurs. That's okay. Well, I messed that one up. I apologize. Because yeah, I was going to say the Jazz and the Thunder. They're all, they're all, they're all in the same time slot. They're all nine forty p.m. Well, all right, it doesn't matter. I just, I was just trying to group three or four I together. Apologize. I was just trying to group four, three or four games together. It's okay. We could go free for all style. I, I don't. It doesn't matter to me. I was just trying to, I was just trying to avoid the chaos. So we know how Ninos gets. <laughs> you know, be, could be here for a filibuster, Ruffalo style. It's like, you know, you give Ruffalo the mic, it's like his two-minute video is 17 minutes. <laughs> it's like, it's like no one ever gets to give him the cross-examination. It's like, Chris, what do you think of that pick? It's like, who asked you? Al, Ninos, what do you think? You can use any game on the card, I guess. We're going to go all the way. Oh, we're going all the way? Let me see real quick. So you got to remember the Nuggets and the Jazz are tied in the uh, five six spots in the West. Yeah, again, that's a huge spread though for the Jazz. Again, maybe my best would be a uh, first half or first quarter, um, but I think the the Bulls uh, under is probably my favorite play out of these games. There's just not much value there. It's just crazy numbers. Obviously, some teams have something to play for, but these numbers getting way out there. Yeah, the the thing about that jazz, and you know, you mentioned the number, but you know, as ugly as that number is, and as ugly as the jazz have been against the number, right? They did mm-hmm. cover fifteen and a half the other night against OKC, and the Blazers are actually worse in their last hand <laughs> against the number, and they've been getting these giant numbers all the way, and they haven't even gotten a whiff. They they were getting twenty against Dallas last time out, lost by fifty. I just want to throw something out there, you know, I mean, you know, I can't speak for Mike Malone or Quinn Snyder or anything, but, you know, when you take a look, I mean, they're playing for the five seed, right? It's a five and a six. I mean, so they're not going to have home court advantage regardless of if you're the five or the six seed. And is it really an advantage to be in the five slot where you're, you know, in second round going to be playing the Phoenix Suns as opposed to the 
two, three, six, seven slot, where in the second round, you're going to be probably playing the Memphis Grizzlies. So, you know, that's something to really consider. I don't know if Utah could lose this game, even if it tried, because Portland obviously is capable <laughs> of winning the game. But, you know, do you actually want to be laying 17 points with a team that may or may not even want to be in that five slot? That's, I'm just throwing it out there. I just think that, you know, for me, you know, the way I've been thinking of that four or five and all that other stuff, and, you know, there's no easy games in the playoffs. And regardless, you're going to have to go through these teams that, that advance. You don't no, have no, a- no, but, okay, yeah, okay, but f- fair enough. But still, take a look at the – putting aside the Jazz for now, just take a look at the Denver side of the equation. You know, Denver plays the Lakers tonight. Denver won three out of its four games this season against Golden State, whereas it had a losing record this season against the Mavericks. So if, if – but the problem is, is you don't know if – Golden State's going to be the three seed or the four seed because if Golden State loses to New Orleans, you know, they could fall to four. So you don't really know what's going to happen for sure. But if you want to assume that Golden State can beat New Orleans tonight, then Denver is in a much better position to be in number six than in number five. I'm just throwing it out there. I would, I mean, I actually like Denver a lot tonight, but what I'm really afraid of is that Jokic isn't even going to play because they might just decide at the end of the day, let's just try to lose this game and not even give ourselves a chance to win, um, you know, or give ourselves the best chance to lose because you know the Lakers are sitting everyone as well. So that that's the only thing that I really worry about with Denver is that I think that in their minds they really want to play Golden State in the opening round. They just have to try to figure out how to get there. But the Golden State they're going to face in the opening round is not likely the Golden State that they've been playing for the bulk of the season, and I think everybody knows that. And, you know, kind of like the Nets, right? It's not the still, same. Still, be the same still, Nets. The, 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 the most important factor in predicting postseason upsets in series is regular season success. And you can yeah, because say, the oh, matchups well, are the matchups, the matchups and the right. styles and all that stuff and, is the and, styles. And, and, I get and it. So, and it's so stark when you look at how they did this year versus Golden State relative to how they did this year against Dallas. They want Golden State. The problem is, is you know, can you guarantee you're going to get Golden State by losing or trying to lose against the Lakers? You might not if New Orleans beats you know whoever you know because all these all these games are at the you know the the same time. That being said. You know, if you, if you just want to look at the Utah-Portland side of things, you know, again, I don't know how motivated Utah's going to be to win either. 17 points is a lot of points. Portland coming off that, you know, 50-point loss. They're a home underdog, final home game of the season, playing a decent team with the 580 or better win percentage, as I mentioned, you know, earlier in this segment. You know, we've got that. It's a 70% ATS system going back 32 years. It's got Orlando. It's got Portland. And it also has New Orleans against Golden State. Yeah, we've got a major suck factor here, though, with the with the Blazers. I mean, they're just absolutely terrible. And you know, se- I understand seventeen points is is ridiculous for a right. You're the last they might home be down game seventeen after a quarter. Yeah, but they could be down seventeen after the first five minutes, and no one's going to be surprised. And it's not like they're going to come roaring back either. This team has not come roaring back from these giant deficits. You know, we've seen the Rockets do it. They did it to the Timberwolves because I was on the other side of it. They like huddled up and said, you know, Mitch has got the, actually has the Timberwolves this game and you know that was enough motivation it's kind of like when brian you know feels that they sometimes call time out and say you realize that the public side is on is over here you know so it's like we're not we can't possibly cover this spread um which could or couldn't happen i always want to know what the official position of the official sports book 
of the Utah Jazz has in that game. But, um, you know, I think I just to me, it's like I think, you know, when you start looking at playoff seeding, it's not necessarily the first round. I think the first round is it's kind of like the NCAA tournament. That's the only round where seeding really matters. When you get down to the final four teams in the West, they're going to all good. They're all good. And it's and I think that, um, you know, even you look at these top six. They're all good. The Jazz had a, had a period this this season where Gobert and Donovan Mitchell were both out, and that's why the Jazz are sitting where they're sitting, not because they're a bad team. You know, when those guys have been playing together, you know, except for recently, this this has been a really good team. And um, you know, when you get past, I think you know, if the Jazz knocked off, you know, a three or four seed, no one's going to be shocked. And you know, now all of a sudden, it's like, what if it is the Jazz against the Nuggets in in the in the Western Conference Final? It's not out of the realm of possibility. But now you're talking right. about that that tanking this game, you know, against the Blazers um, cost you home court advantage in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think anyone is going to be upsetting the Phoenix Suns anytime soon. Well, you said that about Gonzaga, so it happens. It happens. Yeah, this is. But the NBA is a different monster than I understand. Oh, also one and done. Right, it's four out of seven. That's and it's you know the Utah Jazz are you know, I mean, they are so far from what they were last year. You don't think that teams sometimes just get hot on hot runs and you know. In the NBA? No. Yeah. Well, we saw the Miami Heat do it in the bubble. They went from the four seed all the way. And, you know, the Bucks did it last year where they weren't the best record finally. And, you know, they, they kind of yeah, got hot the, at the right time. No, no. The Bucks won last year. It was almost... I, I called them. I had them as my futures pick last year. I mean, I never believed they were going to win the title until they actually won that seventh game or whatever against Brooklyn. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god, they're going to win! But I mean, the, the Bucks won last year. It was like an accidental champion. The late they wouldn't have beaten the Lakers last year, but the Lakers were injured. They wouldn't have beaten the Clippers, but you know, Paul George and Kawhi get injured, and all these teams kind of just got injured at the right time, and that actually doesn't really happen all that often in the NBA, you know, playoffs. So well, the last two wow. seasons in the bubble, it happened as well. Cause um, the heat, even though they made it all the way to the final, they had a lot of big injuries there. Remember Damon uh, Lillard was injured for the Blazers in that Lakers series after the Blazers had won the first game of that series. I'm not saying they were going to knock them off in the seven right. games. I mean, you know, it's a reach, but it w- they would have at least been a lot stronger at that point. So I, th- you know, you see injuries, it's just part of the game. You know, yeah, but it's. I mean, all, all I'm saying is, 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 if you're the, I think a lot of the coaches are just going to look at the first round matchup as the most important thing to try to plan for. I remember it was was it the Mavericks the one year where they they wanted to no it was the Grizzlies they want in 2011 they wanted to play San Antonio like the Grizzlies were tanking to get down to number eight so that they could play San Antonio which was seeded number one in 2011 because the Grizzlies matched up really well against San Antonio, and then they upset the Spurs. Um, so, you know, these coaches will try to get the team they want if they can in the, in, in the opening round of the playoffs. They'll worry about the later rounds later. I just so think I, I for, for, I, I for my money, you know, it's like not, not that I'm jumping on either of these teams today. I'd way rather have my money on the Houston Rockets than the uh, Portland Trailblazers. I don't care if the Blazers are playing the Magic. This team has quit. They quit. It's kind of like the Brewers yesterday against the Cubs. They quit. <laughs> I, I've never seen them a team just quit 
in a game like that. Well, I've seen teams quit late in games like that, but I was surprised to see it from the Brewers yesterday where it was like, it was cold, it was wet. It was like, I don't want to be here. It's 9 nothing. It's like it's like my wife at the ball game after the pretzel's gone. You know, it's like, I'm ready to go. It's like, I'm good. <laughs> it's, uh, that's what the Brewers looked like yesterday. But anyways, uh, you know, that's the NBA card. And of course, we'll cover the, the total NBA playoffs, well, NBA playoff packages. Um, the playoffs, the play-in, which is not the playoffs, but the play-in starts on Tuesday. It starts with the with the number seven versus versus the number eight teams. The winner of those two games on Tuesday night will be in the NBA playoffs as the seven seed, um, and then the loser of that game will play the winner of Wednesday's games in the in the East and the West, and then those two teams, then those. The wit, the loser of Tuesday of each will play the winner of Wednesday of each, and then and that's on Friday. The winner of those games will be the number eight seed, and we'll, as Al pointed out, we'll get to play the Phoenix Suns in the opening round of the of, and the other will play against the Miami Heat, who quietly, you know, once again, um, you know, getting it done. It's like all the talk has been Bucks, Sixers, and Celtics, but it's been the Miami Heat that are the number one seed in in the East. But in all likelihood, what we're going to probably get the uh, uh, a rematch between the um, the Cavaliers and the Nets, and that because uh, all these teams probably are just going to you know win straight up, right? If you take a look at how big favorites do final game of the season minus eleven or more points, those teams are forty eight and three straight up, uh, going back to nineteen ninety. So. Well, you know, all these teams are, are favored by a healthy amount. They all should at least win the game straight up, whether or not they cover. Well, here's the question then that our audience uh, wants to hear. Do you just take all these big favorites, parlay them up on the money line, and you know, call it an afternoon? Um, you know, even though you're pl- even though you're paying long, odds, <laughs> try and try and get even. You know, p- put enough of them together to try and get even money. I mean, if you're laying eleven or more, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, Cleveland doesn't fall into that, but you you know, see, what's the payoff? Nets, I mean, what, Hornets. What, what's your parlay calculator say all those big favorites are going to pay? We have to put them in. first half money lines. Those are a bit cheaper. Not because the first half is not the game. It's not the game. The net, right. You're going you're gonna to trust the Nets on the, in the first half? I mean, they were down 28 <laughs> against the Knicks, you know. <laughs> Al Ninos will be sponsoring Actually, our parlay for us. <laughs> And, and for, 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 for what it's worth, you know, I say those favorites of 11 or more are 48 and three, but the last loss in that situation was 1997. I mean, since then, if you look after 1997, since that defeat, it is uh, 40 and one straight up. So. so the Brooklyn Nets are minus 2,500. You've got the Hornets are minus 850. You've got the Hawks are minus 800. Then you have... That's Mitch's wheelhouse right there. The Heat... Well, the Heat are not 11, right? The Heat are not 11. The Sixers are... Yep, Sixers are 12 and a half. They're minus 800. Yeah, these are Bittler bets. you got... um, The the Clippers are minus 11 and a half. I think that one is dangerous. Um, Only minus 620 on that one. And you've got the Phoenix Suns minus 14 and a half against the Sacramento Kings. And then the Utah Jazz 
against the Blazers. It's $20 on those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams. A seven-team money line parlay, $20 pays $40.57. So you get two to one on your money. But you need seven outcomes <laughs> to do that. It's a tough day at the office, but you know, according to the numbers here, um, it could be the easiest play on the board. Could have some fun, you know. I don't like you said the uh, you know the the the, the Clippers Thunder. There's a few few in there that you know it could. But yeah, I think the, I think the Thunder you know might have a shot there because the Clippers really don't have anything to play for, and they play on Tuesday. Same thing with the Timberwolves, six and a half against the Bulls. They play on Tuesday also with nothing to play for here. They're locked into that game. They're hosting, and the Clippers are on the road, and it is what well, it if you, is. If, you, if, if you've got that at your sportsbook, throw 20 on it for me, Mitch. I, uh, <laughs> I'm actually starting to really like the uh, the Warriors here because they need to win. No, uh, not money on the spread because they need to win this game to secure that third spot, don't right. they? Because the Mavericks have the uh, the tiebreaker. Yeah, right? but they don't want to play the Nuggets. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> That's the issue. It, it works both ways, right? Yeah. It works both ways. So, yeah. but I think uh, I think of these teams, the live dogs today here, the live Moneyline dogs are the Thunder. And, um, you know, because the Clippers just have nothing to play for. And in the Bulls, and both these games, both these teams play on Tuesday. So it while the other teams, you know, like the Phoenix Suns don't play until next weekend. They have a week off. It makes less sense for those teams to be resting players to kind of give them that kind of at least a final, you know, scrimmage or something for at least a quarter or a half or something. It makes more sense for most teams to let those guys play because it's going to be a week before they play in game action again than it does for the Clippers or the Timberwolves who, I mean, they got a game on Tuesday, a life or death, you know, on Tuesday. And it's like, because you definitely don't want to play in that game on Friday if you don't have to, you know, it's like, because now you're in Friday, you're a sudden, you're in a sudden death. If you can win on Tuesday, you're in and you don't have to play the Suns either. Just throwing it out there. Wouldn't Sacramento be a live underdog? They would be against the Suns because the Suns have nothing to play for. But at the I same mean, yeah. time, it's the um, it's the it's the Sacramento Kings we're talking about. No, I know, but that's my but that's my point. Like 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 when you talk about those teams that are eleven or more, like you know, I mean, obviously, I, you know, I don't have a, a strong opinion on the Phoenix Sacramento game either way. But you know, I I mean, I'd be scared of that because what does Phoenix has zero to play for? Oh, zero, nothing, zero. But. Once again, they're not going to play for at least another week. So it's like, you know, you got to let some of the guys at least scrimmage out there and kind of, you know, go through the motions, wouldn't you think? Yeah, but I mean, didn't Phoenix just lose about a week ago, you know, as a big favorite to a garbage team, you know? Um, who did they just play? But they got they a really bad team they lost. Your stat was for big favorites in general or any big favorite? Over big 11, over 11. Right? Over 11. In the last game of the season. Over 11. They had something to play for or any big favorite? No, any big favorite. Any big favorite, even if they were out of the playoffs. The Suns lost to the Clippers recently. They got blown out by OKC 117-96. They lost at the Grizzlies. So they've had a a few. I mean, you know. So, I mean, I would think out of all the underdogs today, that, you know, that would be the one I would think would be like the – out of all the big dogs, that'd be the one I think would be the 
scariest one would just be the Sacramento Phoenix game just because. Yeah, but the issue, the issue for me is I'm good with another six months of not having to bet on the Sacramento Kings. I'm fine with it. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm in a good place there. You know, it's like the Kings, I just don't, I don't like teams that don't play defense. And it's like, so it's like I can't like the Sacramento Kings. I struggle with the Hornets because they're actually decent, you know, but they won't play defense either. So, they're, I mean, they're not going anywhere. But it's like, why won't the Sacramento Kings, they just don't want to win, right? Is that what it's that they don't want to win? They, it's because if you look at the teams that made the biggest jump this season, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, right? You looked at those teams. What did they do? They deed it up. Dallas Mavericks, same thing. Deed it up. That's how they moved up. The Knicks last year went to the, were the number one ranked defense. They're a playoff team. Now they're, you know, in the middle. They're not, well, they're in the lottery, but they're, they're not going to win. Well, maybe they will. I, you know, isn't there, stranger things yeah, have happened. I think actually, no, I think there's, uh, you're actually right about that. I think there's a few players that have wanted out of Sacramento because they don't play like they want to win. Like it's, it's really bad, like out there. Well, it's like, I mean, all you have to do is look at the scores and the games. I mean, have you watched the Kings game recently? No. It's the Matador defense that they play. It's like the players that, you know, it's kind of like in college, you know, the old, the old saying, you know, it's like he's injured on defense, but he's healthy on offense. You know, it's like this is how the Kings play every single play, you know, every single time down the court. It's like everybody wants the ball and everybody wants to shoot and score. Nobody wants to cover anybody. It is just like, remember last year against the Knicks when Trey Young just had those drives right down the lane? It looked like nobody else was playing on the court. That's like a... The entire Kings game looks like that. You know? Yeah, that usually works better in soccer, but uh, if you got NBA players doing that, it's not going to work out too well. Yeah, because, I mean, Trey Young did that to the Knicks last year. He made them just look like they were standing still. And But the Kings are standing still. That's the whole thing. It's kind of like Arizona State, not this past season, but the season before when they had Remy Martin. That Arizona State basketball team, that was really one of the worst college basketball defenses I've ever seen. No defense at all. Anyways, eleven team or seven teams, twenty bucks, forty dollars, fifty seven cents, cash money. But or you could just bet the thunder on the uh, money line, and twenty bucks pays a lot more than that, plus four sixty on the thunder. In that matchup. And the other team that we said, whoever's playing the Timberwolves, that would be your Chicago Bulls, plus 220. But the Bulls haven't beaten a team with a winning record in a long time. At least not covered. Hey, what's what's the status of Steph Curry? Is he, you know, due to come back anytime soon? Last year, he, or last time he skipped the first round of the playoffs when he had this typical, when he had this similar injury. And then he came back in the second round. So, but is, has, have they announced anything? He said him? he should be back for the playoffs. But nothing more definite than that. Not, that's all. I, that was the last I heard is that he said he would be back for the playoffs. They keep it close to the vest in the NBA. They get their bets in first. Then they announce it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You know, Golden State this year, I'm just looking at their regular season, you know, series, you know, against Memphis, 
you know, they were one and three against Phoenix. They were uh, two and two. You know, they, they struggled against, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, Denver going one and three. Um, I mean, Golden, and, and against Utah, they were, you know, three and one. I mean, Golden State, I, I could see them actually not minding falling to, you know, or, you know, making sure that they, you know, were passed by the Mavericks and falling to four. Mm. Al, who do you think is going to be the surprise team of these playoffs? Ooh, uh, I mean, how big? What do you consider a surprise? I think a lot of well, teams are live. A yeah, team I mean, like a team that's not the Phoenix Suns, like you know, anyone challenging in the West. Or you know, oh, we've man, seen we've seen in, in recent yeah. series. You know, we saw. I thought the Nuggets Jazz series in the in the bubble. You know, was like one of the great series. You know, and it's like I thought that year the Jazz were a little bit of a surprise in that spot, and then. Um, you know, last year I thought the Atlanta Hawks, the way that they kind of came through, beat the Knicks, really gave the Bucks everything that, that they could handle. Based on seeding right now, I would say probably the Jazz or the Nuggets, just based on the seedings. But uh, if you want to go anything other than a favorite, uh, I mean, the Grizzlies have been playing some great basketball. The East is is has been like, is this how, when's the last time we had the East be better than the West? I mean, maybe started a bit last year and so, but. The East is has a lot of good teams on there. Everyone down to the Sixers can win there. Well, the Bucks won last year the championship, so the East was better than the West last year. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in the, the whole, <laughs> the, the East as a whole, I mean, it's been dominated by the West for a long time. Yeah, this is the this is the first year that we're seeing West teams, at least in the play-in, with a losing record. Um, the West, like it's look. like the Kings have always been that that number nine team in, in the West, except now when it matters. To be Seems like LeBron was comfortable in the East, and uh, as soon as the going got tough, he got going to the West. And, so it seems and now he's probably easier, right? headed East uh, again, right? I don't know. No, the East looks good for a while now. There's some pretty good teams that are looking like they're going to be together for a while. But we saw teams in the East like the Knicks, you know, just totally regress this season, too. Oh, yeah. So it's certainly yeah, possible. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, all the teams in the playoffs are, are live, to tell you the truth. I mean, the Raptors would be a complete shocker to me, but I've been against the Raptors, and they've proved me wrong quite a few times this year. So, so yeah, I mean, I think the Jazz are a lot better than they've played this season. And I'd like to see the Grizzlies win, honestly. I'd be surprised if the Suns win, to tell you the truth. I don't think the Suns will win. Wow. Big statement there. Jovan, you see any surprise teams this year, or you think it's just the Heat versus the Suns? <laughs> no, nah, I don't. The East is up in the air. You know, you have the top four teams who, who can all, you know, make a make a run to the finals. So that's going to be a dogfight in the second round. So you now, think the Sixers have- can make a run to the finals? Because I don't, I don't think they, the I don't think they can do that. I don't think Listen, so. Listen, they could make a run to the finals. It depends on, it depends on who they, who they, who they get in the first round and then the second round if they get hot. Joel Embiid, if he, if he goes on a tear, they could make it to the finals, Hand, hands down. But all for, you could say that you could say that for the first four seeds, you know, in, in my book, and then you have the Nets. You think he could you know, be a Moses Malone and just carry the Sixers on his back to to you know 
to the finals. Cause I don't know if that's even possible anymore for one guy to do it because most teams have three. I mean, yeah, of course you're going to need some some sort of help. The last time it's really happened is uh, with the Dirk Nowinski um, Mavericks, you know, about a um, a little over a decade ago, you know, 2011 it was. So that was, a, that was a one-man show. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Heat, the Heat have a shot. Celtics have a shot. Bucks def- definitely have a shot. But they're trying to avoid the Nets like the plague today, it looks like. You know, which which puts pressure on the Celtics in, the, in, in, the, in their game later on tonight. What do they do if you know if um if the Bucks outright lose? They don't want to play the Nets, even though they match up well against the Nets this you know this season. So it's 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 it's, it's a it's a bunch of different scenarios. You know, the Nets are a dangerous team. You know, with how their seasons went, seasons going. And them being the um seven potential seventh seed, so you know that it's until the dust is settled and you know who the who the um potential who the bachelors are gonna be in the East. There's really nothing definitive, but yeah, I, I don't I don't see in the first round in the East. Um, I don't see any upsets except for maybe. You know the Nets, but even with the Nets, they don't play defense, and you need to play some sort of defense in in order to um in order to make a run. That's that's the way I see it. You can't play, you can't play no defense in the in the playoffs and expect to win. I don't care if Kevin Durant drops fifty a game and Kyrie Irving drops forty five a game. So, actually, I think the Nets could be a big surprise too. I mean. I don't think that's a surprise. They're one of the favor. They're 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 one of the betting favorites to win the championship okay. right now. Okay, so, so it's yeah. not like I mean, a, again, that was based on the standings. But yeah, yeah but if you look at if you look at the at yeah. the actual you know odds to win the championship yeah, yeah. right now, yeah, the Nets yeah, are right. one of the favorites. Let me see these real quick. You go to uh, the betting tools on sportschapplace.com. Oh, yeah, look at the standings. Heat right huge there. plus money. Sixers huge plus money. Those are all worth a shot, I think. At twelve hundred, Charlotte Hornets plus twenty five thousand. The okay. Nets are just plus three fifty. They've actually dropped. They were plus one eighty five, so they've about doubled up. Um, the Heat, you know, with the number one seed at plus four hundred, the Bucks plus two fifty. Now the favorites to repeat in the East. The Phoenix Suns are even money. Um, oh, this is to win the conference. Yeah, the Suns are even money to win the conference. Um, the Grizzlies plus six fifty, the Warriors plus four fifty, and then it's way up there, you know. Yeah, but if you look at the uh, at the uh, championship numbers, you're getting great odds, I think, on the Grizzlies, Heat, and Sixers. Yeah, the Nuggets and Jazz have stupid odds, but that's tough. Man. All right, well, Joe Madden, any surprise teams for you in the NBA? have a chance to squeeze through, knock off the Suns, or, uh, you know, emerge from the East? Um, I'd love to see the Raptors be able to do it. I really don't think they'll be able to pull it out, but I think it's worth an opportunity for them. Um, where, who do they end up playing in the first round of the playoffs right now? The Raptors. Do we know that yet or no? Right now it's Philly, but that could change. And they do have a shot at being yeah, they're gonna... Philly. They match up well against them. Philly yeah. or Boston, or yeah, or even Bucks. 
I don't know about the tiebreakers there. I think if I'm going to go for a team that um, could be a surprise, it would be the Raptors. Otherwise, I really do think the Heat has the Eastern Conference. I do think they end up wrapping it up. So um, I just like what we've seen out of the Heat. I think they're... I just, yeah, I think they're the strongest team. Even though they're strongest in the rankings, I really do believe in their team and um, all the elements they have there. So I'm going to go with the Heat to take the Eastern Conference. All right. Well, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just I'll just throw something out there. You know, this is extremely unlikely to happen, but let's say Cleveland gets the eight seed and plays Miami first round. You know, Cleveland did win the season series against Miami two to one. You know, so I don't I don't know if there is going to be an upset in the first round, but you know, I don't even know if Cleveland's capable of beating Miami four out of seven. But they did win the season series. It's an interesting matchup. Get it done. I think part of this, um, you know, the the uh, season series stuff and all of that other, you know, it's just once again who played, you know, so are the matchups the same, you know, and who knows, maybe Victor Oladipo will get in there for the Heat and you know, have a big game. I think uh, defensively they match up well with them, but yeah, can they uh, can they hang with them off? I think the Cavs have been super tough this season. It's been a great year for them. They've been, you know, they deed it up. You know, they played D, and and this is what happens when you play defense. You know, you win games. And, uh, you know, that's why we, well, I'm done with the Kings. I pretty much have stated my case there. Beat it into the ground. But anyways, got Major League Baseball action. Al, you going to stay with us? I know you've had a long day and a long night. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump. Well, I've got a quick question for you then, if you are going to jump. Any early derby favorite for you? We've got a lot of the prep races already out of the way. and uh, you have All right, because you have those those of you that don't, follow um al generally will have a play on these triple crown races and um on uh you know breeders cup or something and he hits at an alarming rate like i mean you know he doesn't always bet like i think didn't you just have plays or show one time but it was like a bomber and he came in and then you had i mean the last ever since you've been on our site it it I and don't. I think, I think you've had one loser yeah. and like seven winners or something in these races. Something crazy. And 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 the one horse that I had to place, they actually moved him up. That was the was it, that was the Baffert one that got disqualified. So the horse I had actually ended up winning the race, but it, but we had to place or whatever. But um, uh, you know, and he but he never you know you couldn't get paid on the win ticket just because Baffert's horse actually won the race or whatever. I can't remember how that all went, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at it. So. All right. Well, thanks for joining gonna, us today. All right. Well, thank you for taking folks, the time folks to join us. Take a look at what I have at Pick Dogs. I've got a five-game package in uh, basketball. I've got my Eastern and Western Conference Division games of the year. I'm on a 27-9 basketball run. So if anyone wants to take a look, it's a lot of good stuff on the final day of the season. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking the thanks, time guys. out of your busy schedule, and uh, we'll see you next week. Okay, talk to you on Saturday. Yeah, I'll be back. I'm going out of town. Uh, we're, we're going up to uh, north of L.A. with the family this week, but I should be back by Saturday. All right, well, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Thanks, guys. All right, that was Big Al, and, of course, that was our NBA coverage for today. We switch um, modes a little bit. We switch over to Major League Baseball. You know, just if 
we're three games into the season, three days into the season. It feels like we're mid-season already, and that's the way baseball gets, right? It's already becoming a grind. We've already had our hearts ripped out. We've already – it just seems that – I don't know. Is it me or is it just super chalky here to start, you know? Like super chalky. And um, I don't know. We're seeing like one or two – dogs here and there but really that's about it and um, mostly the favorites have been have been winning out but um we take a quick look at the card um not sure what that noise is there we go anyways it sounded like a what we're in a washing machine there for a minute yeah, and I'm going to apologize, everyone. My internet is so bad today. Half the time, you guys are sounding like robots. I'm not even sure what's going on in the show today. We're talking. So we're just talking. We're just talking about you behind your back. It's not a big. Okay, deal. good. Don't worry about good. it. It's okay. it's business as usual. Okay. Thank you. No problem. We got we got your back. Awesome. With the knife in it. <laughs> I wondered why it was achy this morning. All right. Well, let's get to this Major League Baseball schedule today. It is always, as as always, on the weekends, on Sundays at least, an early schedule. We got the Phillies and the A's somewhere in along the line. Zach Eflin became a minus 215 pitcher. I, I don't know when this happened, but it did, and it is. Um, Corey Kluber is now on the Rays, so we know he's probably going to be a Cy Young contender this year. He's up against the Orioles here. We've got Tarek Skubal, who we've seen really good stuff from, up against Michael Kopech, who is the wild card here for the uh, White Sox, involved in that Chris Sale trade. Um, This guy throws about 600 miles an hour. So, uh, but... You know, who knows where the ball, where he's actually going to throw it. He is a nut job. So, uh, we'll, it should be an interesting one because, uh, well, we'll get to it in just a second. And then we've got the Mets and the Nationals. Yesterday I said the Nationals were the worst team in baseball. Boy, they sure looked like it again yesterday. Joe, any of these four? Yeah, I'm going to look at the Tampa Bay Rays game again, and I'm going to take the under in that first half again. We can get the under four and a half at minus 118. And I think with this pitching matchup, we're going to see a lower scoring one Um, with Tampa Bay. I think they hold Baltimore to one run at the most in this first five. And then I'm going to take the Rays in the first five innings as well. How about I was you? Just looking up the juice on them on the first five. How about you, Alan? So you can get them run line. Oh, go ahead. Uh, you said the favorites have been coming in at a pretty big rate, and I think we're still getting some decent prices on these favorites. Uh, I think they're they're going to be way pricier as the season uh, winds down. Um, but I think Eflin became a minus two hundred when the A's became really bad. Uh, so I will take a small shot on them. Uh, you can take minus one, minus one and a half, whatever you're into. Uh, Rays, I really like minus one. So you I think? So you think a team getting playing bad in two games makes Zach no, Eflin no, no. a minus two fifteen pitcher? No, it's not about the two games. It's about the lineup they're left with now. So you think that major league hitters can't hit Zach Eflin anymore? And they that so what are you getting on that minus one and a half negative odds probably? And minus one and a half is minus one fifteen. Yeah, so it's horrible. 
horrible bet. And they're at home. So. Yeah. So if you bet the Dodgers last year every single game on the run line, we have already showed the chart. You lost ten bucks. If you bet the Dodgers every single game last year, just straight up, you won sixty-seven percent of your bets and lost five units. Mm-hmm. Very That's tough. Well. Very mm-hmm. tough way to make a living. I don't know if Zach Eflin, if I like him that much, Brian, you're an Eflin apologist. You've longtime Eflin apologist. Minus two fifteen for you today. I've been watching Eflin pitch for a while, and there's no way he's a minus two ten pitcher. He did have a very strong spring, but um, the Phillies. These I, I just don't see the Phillies lineup has been tough to handle. But this A's team is a professional uh, team. I I think they get to Eflin. I'm going to take the one and a half with the Oakland A's here. I just think they can keep it within a run. I lost yesterday with Oakland. I'm, I'm right back at them. And you can call me crazy here, but I'm going to take the Baltimore Orioles plus the one and a half. Wells also looked uh, competent in spring, and the Orioles, uh, they've been competitive with the race. It's just uh, not too much confidence in Kluber. And then Tyreek Skubal, the Detroit Tigers, I think he's pitched nine consecutive scoreless innings. I know it's in spring training, but uh, the way the White Sox have been playing, they're not uh, – I think the Detroit Tigers sweep them out today. So Tigers money line, Oakland plus the run and a half, and the Orioles plus the run and a half. Yeah, Dalton Jeffries, I mean, he, he's not—he's a typical Oakland pitcher. I mean, this guy, you know, they got rid of some big guys there, Bassett and Manaya, and it's like they've done this before where they just plug these guys in and all of a sudden it's like I, I don't see it. I, this this to me is, is reverse run line. Anyways, um, Jovan? Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what um... – Michael Kopech does, you know, you know, known known from um his Red Sox days, you know, he wasn't he didn't really crack the roster or anything like that, but he came up for, you know, for a cup of coffee. Um yeah, I mean he has good stuff, but it's it's, it's just uh, about his control. Can he control his um his 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 pitchers, his fastball especially? And um I think I think he does against this um Tiger lineup. Um, in this game, you know, to a to a to a certain extent, um, so I lean towards the White Sox in, in that one. Um, yeah, other than that, I wouldn't touch these other games with the ten foot pole. I would I would say for me, um, we're gonna know early in this Tigers White Sox game how things are gonna go. Right, we're gonna know <laughs> way early because if Tarek Skubal throws the ball over the plate. He gets wrecked. I mean, you look at his games last year, and the games where he was too, found too much of the plate, he got destroyed. And in the games where he, you know, picked his spots, he was super effective. But it's there's no in between with this guy, right? He he either gets shelled or he's you know, because if he finds too much of the plate, it's a home run every single time, especially against this lineup. Um, uh, you had yeah, your sorry. turn. You had your turn. What's up? Oh, I, I wasn't done with my turn. No, I like the White Sox too. Here, I think I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not a big Scooble guy, and, I, and the White Sox hit him really well too. So, I think it's gonna be a long day for him, or a short one, depending on how you look at it. All right, thanks, Al. Anytime. Appreciate it. It's appreciate. I don't know. 
I don't know, Kopech, I think if he's on his game, and I think we saw him, you know, pitch himself into trouble last year in middle when he pitched middle relief, and he pitched himself out of trouble a lot of times. I mean, he's one of those guys that he's he can be his own worst enemy, but he has the stuff. He's way better than Dylan Cease. Way better. I mean, it's not even close. You know, the, I, I love talking about White Sox trades. I'm a White Sox fan. Someone wrote in the comments of the YouTube video, since when are you a White Sox fan? It's like, what? It's like, have you been watching my videos for the last 15 years? You know, it's like, anyways. I mean, I've I've done videos outside of Wrigley Field, you know, with my Cubs suck shirt on. Anyways, I think Kopech's got the high ceiling. I'm I'm tiptoeing around the White Sox this year for the early going. Moncada, you know, is going to be out for a little while. Um, I don't know. How do the Red Sox fans, you know, it's like they still have, so Chris Sales, you know, he got them the World Series, but Moncada and, and Kopech was a high price to pay for that. Just like, um, you know, the Cubs got Jose Quintana, who, you know, from the White Sox for all they gave up was Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez. Um, and it's just, I mean, <laughs> the White Sox, it's like, why would anyone trade with the White Sox? They just destroy everyone. I mean, we talked yesterday, Dane Dunning, Lucas Giolito, and, like, five other guys that are all, like, you know, major league players, all for Adam Eaton. It's like, why would you trade with these guys? They just destroy everybody in, in the trade. Um, but um, Kopech, I am, I, as a White Sox fan, if, if he can reach that potential, well, he's, no, he's the number one of the staff. You know, he's that guy. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Dylan Cease pitched way better than I gave him credit for yesterday, but he will wear down as the season goes on. Anyways, I, I struggle betting against Scooble. He's beaten me a lot of times, too. I think in this Nationals-Mets game, I think if you're going to the game at National Park, you're going to want to bring a glove. Um, Carlos Carrasco has been terrible since, you know, he's left Cleveland. He was really only good against the American League Central when he was in Cleveland. So he's going to get bombed, and you know Eric Fetty is. I mean, if he gets out of the first inning, it's usually a miracle, right? So Corey Kluber, I think, uh, you know, for the Rays, they just seem to always find the answer. So I'm going to guess he's going to have a big season. Zach Eflin minus two fifteen, chance, zero chance of that happening. Not on my watch. I'm principal loaned. Go reverse run line. I didn't hear the Mets. In, I didn't hear the Mets and Nationals. I would have jumped on the Nationals. Damn it! Well, it's a, it's a stinky game. It's you know, yeah. This is the Nationals' chance um, against Carrasco, but um, I don't but, see Carrasco getting out second or third inning. But we'll yeah, see he's been happens. terrible. He's been terrible. So we have a really interesting one here with the Braves and the Reds. This is an interesting game today, and then we have the. Blue Jays and the Rangers, which has been, um, boy, the bat. Every time someone's up in that Blue Jays Rangers game, it's like it just seems like there's going to be a home run. It just you get that feeling like the guy's going to hit a home run like every single time. Then you got Chris Bubik against Cal Quantrill in uh, Kansas City. This should be a good game too, which doesn't make it a good betters game. And the Mariners have been owning the Twins in this series. 
You go back to this Braves-Reds game, and Ian Anderson, number three overall pick, um, his year that he came out, and that was in 2016. He was the first-round pick, number three overall. He has delivered on that. But Hunter Green, who goes for the Reds here, was the number two pick in 2017, and he has been absolutely horrific in the minor leagues. I mean, he stinks. This guy's a 4-5-12 to to ERA guy um, as a number two overall pick. But I think at a certain point, and I, I think this is just like, you know, those quarterbacks that they draft, and it's kind of like, you know, you know it's like eventually you got to see what you got. And, you know, it's like even though you're, even though you kind of got screwed, eventually you got to see what you got. And I think that's what the Reds are going to do here. They're going to see what they got. But I don't think putting him in – I think maybe you put him here on the road where you can hide it because you're probably going to lose to Anderson anyway. I mean, I don't, I'm not really sure. Um, but I guess, you know, he was your number one pick. He was the number two pick overall. You got to see what you got, Jovan. Um, any of these four, and uh, if you, any opinion here on this Hunter Green, um, you know? Yeah, I was actually looking at Hunter Green, you know, seeing what he's all about, and you know, he hasn't even hasn't even no sniffed. I've, I, at least I don't think he hasn't even sniffed the majors. It's all been you know, it's all been single A, um, double A, triple A ball. Um, not not very um good. St- Good stats last year in AAA. Um, I think he posted like a four something ERA. Um, but he must have showed something in spring training, you know, to get to get to be to be a starter. Um, in this one, um, against Ian Anderson. You know, the one thing about the um, Reds and I and I took it yesterday. You know, they're three and zero on the run line. <laughs> so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm I'm, I'm gonna roll with the Reds. We'll roll with the Reds. Maybe you um, put the Reds on a um, money line um, with parlay, just you know, just for um, you know, for laughs. But yeah, the run line, the one run game. Brian, um, Hunter Green is one of your type of guys. I mean, yeah, maybe he's not one of my type of guys, but the Reds are my kind of team, and Jovan nailed it on that one. The Reds might not be winning games, but they're covering games on the run line. I think. Plus the one and a half today. I think they play scrappy baseball and keep it keep within striking distance of Atlanta here. So, for me, give me a give me the Reds here on the run line. Hunter Green got crushed last time out against the yeah. White Sox. Um, spring training. Al, Ninos. I'm gonna have to go with another uh, another favorite here. I gotta go with the Braves. So minus one or minus one and a half. Minus one and a half. You're still getting negative money. No, no, they're plus money on the minus one and a half. Are they now? Yeah. Yeah, it's come down. Yep, I think there's they're plus money now. All right. And yeah, I'd be careful with the minus one and a halves at home. So probably strong much stronger minus one for me to put a little bit on the money line as well. I Where, know it's up. Where's Luis Castillo? Where the hell is this guy? He'll be back. Don't you worry about him. <laughs> where's, 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 where's my guy? That's where's, one of my guys. I we know. Well, we know. <laughs> we know all, all right. about Castillo. It's like, that's Where's Dylan like, Bundy at? He's somewhere. But I saw Bundy was on a vars- the varsity for someone. I forget who it was. It was you know, they hit him somewhere in the rotation. But he's, he's got a gig. He's got a, he's got a paying gig somewhere. Joe? What do you think of this uh, slot? 
Um, not totally in love with this slot. I'd lean on my Toronto Blue Jays to cover that run line today against the Texas Rangers. I think they come out and get it done. Um, I'd be leaning on the under nine and a half too. I don't see this being um, a high run scoring game. I think it stays under nine and a half. I think that's I think it maybe hits eight at the most in this one. So um, give me the under in that with a lean on the Toronto Blue Jays on that run line. It's about it in this slot, Mitch. It's a nice slot. Anyways, I, I, this is the one day for me. The uh, I've been off the Blue Jays in the first two games, so I've obviously lost both of them. But um, I think the Blue Jays here, you lay the three and a half or whatever the hell it is. I think they absolutely tee off on the Rangers again here. And um, I like the under in Kansas City at nine with Bubik and Quantrill. I think Bubik's one of those guys that kind of flies under the radar, but he's he's actually pretty good. So I like the under there, and I like the over in that Nationals-Mets. Got the Cardinals against the Pirates. Bryce Wilson pitching. He's got a job. Bryce Wilson, um, got to remember, he was with Atlanta, I believe, last year. And uh, he's the guy that, it was two years ago, he threw over to first base, missed the first baseman by about 60 feet, and threw it right into the right into the stands. Um, yeah. Just a bit outside. Um Got, other than that, he's got really good stuff. Steven Matz now with the Cardinals. Got the Cubs going for the sweep over the Brewers, who looked just absolutely disinterested. Like, they wanted out of Wrigley yesterday. Man. It was a cold, nasty day. They were getting slaughtered. They were just like, get me out of here. But Freddie Peralta, probably the best number three in baseball here, up against Marcus Stroman, who is uh, five innings of disappointment usually. Then you've got no. Antonio Senzatelli. No, when has he gone Stroman over five? Let's look. Let's look at his pitching oh, well, okay. line and see how many I'm times. How many times this guy's gone that. over five innings in his career? I'm just saying he's not a disappointment. He can go five strong innings. How is he not, not a disappointment? This guy was a former number one. He was a former number yeah, one in the rotation. He puts up good numbers. He put up good numbers for the Mets last year. Not all. Not tremendous numbers. Best forty pitches terrible. of the day. Marcus Stroman's uh, outing. I like Stroman. Of it's course right. you do. Of course you do because he's it's okay. He's one of those guys. All right. Well, here's the issue I have. Here's the issue I have, and it's like I have this issue with with a lot of not a lot, but with a bunch of players when they can't make their country's Olympic team, then they play somewhere else, and you know it's like, well, I, my grandfather's from this place, so I'm gonna play for them instead, and that's Stroman does. No. That doesn't have anything to do with this game, but oh, it does. As far as, oh, uh, yes, it does. Or his talent, I think he's a competent pitcher. I wouldn't pay him thirty million a year, but you just like him because he was on the Mets at one point. And, uh, I'm not a Mets fan. I just, you know, maybe it, you're right. I don't know. They were your pick to win the World Series last year, and you still think they're going to win it? You know, yeah. last year. Giants against the Marlins. This has been a really good series. 1-1 heading into Sunday's game. Trevor Rogers. There. The pitching Rogers brothers. Kind of like the Zendejas brothers. Kickers. Then you got Antonio Senzatella against Arias. The Rockies last night. 
bottom of the eighth. Home run for the outright sweet. win. That was sweet. Anyways. Julio Arias. Brian, what do you think of these four games? No, I think the Pirates are the new lovable losers because you can't call the Chicago Cubs losers. They've won the first two. And uh, I would take the Pirates here on the run line because I don't think Matt's is a minus 200 pitcher. And Pittsburgh, they haven't really sniffed a close game the first couple. I think they keep it close with the Cardinals here. Uh, the Cubs, I'm going to take Stroman. Uh, they've proven they can beat the Brewers in the first two. And Peralta, this seems like a really light price to get Freddie Peralta at around minus 130. Uh, so for me, I'm going to take the Cubs on the money line. I'm going to take the Pirates plus the one and a half. It's minus 130 because he's up against Strowman. And have you seen the Brewers the first two games of the series? Yeah, they look lifeless pretty much. Pretty much. Jovan? Best team in Chicago, Cubbies. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, we're going gonna to go against um, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Bryce Wilson, it's a gift that keeps on giving for me. <laughs> So, you know, run run line action on that one. You know, Steve Matz, he should have a, um, a solid day today. Um, I'm looking for Seattle to um, sweep out Minnesota, getting them up out of there at home. You know, well, the twins on twins at home, getting them up out of there. You know, um, I think Marco um, Gonzalez has a decent game. Bailey Ober, I've never been a Bailey Ober fan. So, you know, that's... That's my rationale on that. So, um, and I like, you know, Colorado did me justice yesterday. Um, I'm going to roll with them again. They're tough at home. You know, Colorado at home, you know, just like um, any other year. So, I, they get the job done. I think they get it done, on, you know, with, with this good plus money action. So, yeah. El Ninos. Yeah. No. Numbers getting up there for the Dodgers. And that run line's getting way out of hand. Uh, I don't know if the Rockies can pull it off again, but at this point, uh, I'll stay off this one. And I don't know. I kind of agree with... um, with uh with Brian a little bit. Uh I might take a shot with the Cubs here. And the last one was where'd they go? Yeah, why not? I think you're getting some decent value on the Mariners as well. Well that wasn't in the slot. That was two slots ago, but that's okay. Oh I it's okay. You just went over it again. Sorry. It's okay. Joe. She frozen? Well, let's just talk about her then find her. Have you seen that hockey show? Um, <laughs> the odd look we got her too. She says she liked the Cubs. I think that's what she. She looks like in the Cubs. wax museum. Like if she's in the wax museum or something. You ever see that? The wax, Madame Tussauds wax museum. Sorry, Joe Madden. Uh, we were talking about Joe Madden yesterday, the manager. And oh, there she is. We got double Joe on here. Double me? Yeah. Wow. wow. There we go. We were just talking about you. It was your wax museum figurine that was here I, with it. I tell you, Mitch, my internet, I was looking it up. They're trying to make improvements within the area because there's 
major technical problems well, is what it says. So I apologize. Well, everyone. I have a solution. I have a solution. Mary Bryan, get Move your green yeah. Mary Bryan, get your green card. And that's it. Fast him. Yeah. Asked him. Said Joe, no. Joe, got down down, Joe got down on one knee and proposed. Brian said no. He's playing hard to get. Damn it, Brian. I didn't say no. I didn't say anything. Yeah, you, you did say no. <laughs> you, you didn't say yes. You didn't say yes. <laughs> didn't say no. <laughs> I'm not there in the spare bedroom. You definitely said no. Yeah. <clears throat> What do you think of these four games, Joe? You know what? It's scary to do, but I'm going to take the under between uh, Miami and San Francisco in that first five. It's three and a half, and we're getting that at plus 116. And I think it stays under that number in the first five. I really do um, like what I'm seeing out of the San Francisco Giants. And I think that Miami has been playing strong too. So I think this is going to be a low run game. So I'm going to take the under three and a half. Hopefully nothing goes wrong in that. Giants look to have the same issues that they've had in the past, and that is the bullpen. Um, looks looks to be a little bit of a problem here for them. Once again, starting rotation looks good. The bullpen looks super weak. Um, I'm not a Strowman guy. I just think, you know, five innings of, of Strowman is, is not really, you know, just doesn't do it for me. Uh, Bryce Wilson, I mean, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Anyways, Angels against the Astros. We've got the Diamondbacks against the Padres. It's been a pretty good pretty good little series there. And the Yankees and the Red Sox as the Red Sox look to avoid the sweep, sending Tanner Houck to the mound. Jovan, any of these three? Yeah, um, looking at this Red Sox-Yankees game, you know, I tend to tend to um say over for this game. You know, the bats have been, been cracking for both teams. You had an under yesterday, but um with a four to two game. But I think the um the ball flies out of the park in this one on Sunday night baseball. You know, so you know, I I can see it going over that nine right now as it as it, as it is as the total is right now. Um I think Houston bounces back. Um, you know, off a, off a, you know, good performance by both um, teams, both pitchers, you know, did what they were supposed to do. You know, so I just think um, Houston bounces back on on that one. Um, not really a, a big um, Jose Suarez guy, so maybe that's, you know, part of my rationale for that. But, yeah, those are the two that, um, that I'm looking at for, that, for this time slot. Ryan? Yeah, I love this slot. Might be my favorite slot. But as far as free picks go, I'm going to try the Boston Red Sox again today. Tanner Houck uh, pitched six strong his last outing in the spring, and he's looked overall pretty good. I just think the Red Sox are going to be pushing hard not to get swept out by their uh, most hated rivals, the Yankees. The Red Sox have had a horrible history over the last, what, 50 or 60 games in New York, but I think they get the W tonight. El Ninos, Tanner Houck, uh... What do you have last year? 69 innings pitched, 57 hits, and 87 strikeouts. Kind of underrated with that 1-5 record. Anyways, what do you think here, Al? Me, I think I kind of like, uh, as much as I hate them, I think we're getting some decent value on the Astros. And... Oh, 
You hate yeah, the Astros? No. Did I just hear that right? Why do you hate the Astros? Because they cheated. Yes. <laughs> they beat so the Dodgers. They cheated. Come on. <laughs> That will never go away. They're always going to be because no one else has ever stole sign and signs in baseball. That's never happened, right? <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I mean, you're banging trash cans in the book. I mean, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Every time I got news for you. Every time there's a runner on second base, they're stealing signs. Yes, okay, but they're banging trash cans, and that's so bad. Like, come on. <laughs> yes, you can steal signs, but don't do it like that. That's just but you can't use technology to steal signs. That's the and that, that's that's bad too. You but. see, they're using technology for the pitchers and catchers to communicate now. Well, that's fine because you're communicating what to throw and, and uh, avoid those kind of problems. Why? So I like that. Why is it okay? Just wait till those get hacked. <laughs> yeah. But stealing signs. That's, uh, even growing up in Little League, you try to steal the signs of the other team with their. Absolutely. Know. But it's different when you're using, uh, you know. Technology to steal sign. That's the difference. Yeah, that might be I don't see it being any different. Trash cans, but I don't baseball's see it. built on cheating. I don't. I don't. Hey, whatever. Baseball's built on cheating. It's been like that for generations. It's going to continue to be like that. Yep. Um, I think if you're good enough, then you're good enough. You know, it's like yeah. just the way that it is. Joe Madden. These three um, I love the Astros today. I'm going to go with the cheating team and uh, <laughs> go with the Astros here. I think they do win this one. I'm getting them at minus 115, and um, I like it against the Angels here. So I'm going to go with the Astros. That's the only one I liked in here. I do. Um, I would lean on the Boston Red Sox as well at that plus money. I think they have the advantage of getting that win there. I think it'll be under the total too. Seen that line move down to nine. I liked it a lot better at nine and a half. It's really juice now to Yeah. But Mitch, I do have to get in my vehicle here. I'm going to come on on my phone so I'm behind the scenes so I can end the show for you guys. But I need 15 minutes. I've got to go um, drive. But if you're ending that 15 minutes, I can at least end the show from behind the scenes. Okay. We're going to be wrapping it up pretty shortly. So that'll be awesome. Okay. I'll be listening. Thanks, okay. guys. Thanks for joining us, Joe. We'll see you in a I bit. I might for the- pop in when I come on my phone, but then I'll remove myself because I can't drive and be on here. Nope. be a gong show. You guys would hear me saying all sorts of words that shouldn't be used on YouTube. But we'd rather We'd rather hear you singing to the radio. Oh, man, that is really bad. That would be even worse. YouTube would totally demonetize you if I did that. She, Joe, Joe's <laughs> a country music fan. So we hear Shania. Man, I like country music. Like feel like a woman. I love that song. <laughs> that is a good one and then who's uh whose bed of your boots been under that's a good one by her too yeah, we don't know that one only know only you don't know, know that one? Oh man I'm only, not singing it only know that feels like a woman <laughs> <laughs> okay you guys hopefully i don't pop in when i come on my phone but i might and then i'll remove myself but you guys have a great rest of the show all right Thanks, we'll see guys. you for the premium and vip shows yeah see you in 15 that was joe madden now we can talk about her behind her back Oh, she said she was listening. Damn it. She can't defend herself, so we got that going for us. I like the Red Sox in this one, too. I like Tanner Houck here. I'm not a big Montgomery fan, so 
I'm on the Red Sox in this one against the Yankees to end the streak. There's Joe. Yeah. Wow. I but, think Montgomery's a stiff. I think he was a two. And um, I think the um, I think the Padres Diamondbacks game is fairly interesting as well. Um, but I'm not a big Caleb Smith guy. I think you take the Diamondbacks here plus the run and a half. We're ready to go. Let me just. We can hear you, Joe. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get out of here. It's Apologize, okay, you guys. It's okay. We're we're just talking about you behind your back. Anyways, I like Caleb Smith here on the. Plus the run and half. More that I don't trust Blake Snell. You know, I, I don't think we've seen anything from him that says that this guy is um, going to come you back. About, you talk about overpaid bums. Blake Snell is an overpaid bum. He hasn't earned any of that money that he's gotten from San Diego. So no, he has not. Overpaid. He's not gotten any of the money. Um, he has not earned any of the money that he's gotten from San Diego. But he has at least had a. Um, some good years, you know. So, I mean, he got paid when he won the Cy Young Award. You know, it's not like he got drafted, got paid a ton of money, and sits on the bench like Ben Simmons. Well, Ben Simmons actually played, bricked a bunch of free throws, missed some layups, and uh, Ben Simmons might bench. be the difference in the NBA playoffs. He might lead the Nets if he does come back for the playoffs. And you never know; he could lead them to the Eastern Conference title you're right he is a cancer to the organization (laughs) i'm not a i'm not a nets fan or anything like that but i could see the nets doing well if simmons came back then you'd have to eat your words if simmons won the mvp of the playoffs never know if simmons came back to play defense off the bench maybe no i don't know any of you guys yeah. watch any of this golf? Tiger Woods on the course here, seven over. Um, the books really cleaned up on this one. Uh, Tiger announced he was playing. A lot of people like, oh, I'll just put a little something on Tiger Woods, you know, to win it, right? The big odds. It's like it was this very popular bet there. And uh, he's finishing up the track, as they say. But, you know, I think it's no small feat that he even made it, you know, to. Uh, yeah, I'm glad he's back. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. Golf's way better with him. Yeah, Friday. Friday, he had he started out slow, three bogeys in the first in the first four holes, and then came back. You know, ended up um just maybe um two over. But then yesterday was just uh, you know, went to, it went went left real quick and couldn't um couldn't recover. But yeah, it's always good to see Tiger on the golf course. He makes golf better. He definitely makes it better. He's changed the game. He's changed the courses. You know, for all of us, and uh, you know. He's um, opened up the game to a whole new generation. And, um, you know, it's, it's up to somebody else to step in now and, and carry that torch. You know, there's been there's been a guy like that in every generation of golf. And I don't know who's who's next because we haven't seen a guy that's been able to hang on to it like that. And maybe it's because Tiger's still, you know, still, still there, still has a viable product. Um, why that is. But it's like there was Arnold Palmer, then there was Jack Nicholas. And then there was Tiger Woods. You know, there's a little bit of a break in between each of those, but there normally is a next phenom. We'll have to see who it who it's going to be. It's not me, that's for sure. I've played just a few times in the last few months. I'm playing today over at the Blue Course in Wailea, 
and uh, you could you could be I will the probably senior I better bring my I, I know what these guys I'm playing with I I better bring my checkbook because it's like it's gonna be <laughs> it, it's gonna be ugly these guys are really good I haven't played so it's okay they'll give they me gotta start somewhere well you know it starts by it starts by getting a couple by negotiating a couple strokes before you get started that's it that's that's where it's gonna start you know getting a couple strokes all right any parlays any props any home run um things like that any uh i got any, a parlay anyone change brian change your mind on maybe the portland trailblazers or something no i don't i mean that's not a uh, one of my free picks i'm like in love with i just uh I don't think I see the Utah Jazz cover in that one. But as far as my parlays go, I'm going to take the Detroit Tigers to beat up the White Sox again. Detroit Pistons plus the points, and the Washington Nationals get their first win on the money line. El Ninos, any props, parlays, wild guesses? Mm, wild guesses, that sounds fun. Uh, not particular. I mean, you could, could parlay a few of the bigger favorites in baseball or – like the Blue Jays, I think should win. And which one was the other one I liked a lot? Hold on, give me a second. The Rays. And, and if we uh, are we doing NHL like separately now on the weekend? Sorry, I missed. The oh, show. I we didn't do me. NHL. We could do nope. NHL if you want. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't really cover it. Neither does Jovan. But um, if you want to go over any of the NHL, feel free to go for it right now. Because Joe, I think, is doing puck and crazy. Yeah, that's what I was asking if you're doing separately now, if you want me to give a couple picks. There's some picks there I think are decent. Go ahead. What do you like? I like the Bruins quite a bit. Uh, they're without one of their best players, but they do have the rest advantage here over the Capitals. Uh, I like the Penguins, minus one. and So what's the minus one? What is I like that? to, it's basically when you're too chicken to take the minus one and a half. <laughs> And, uh, minus one. So you play whatever so you cover whatever you're risking on the minus one and a half with a bet on the money line. So whatever you're winning on the money line, you, whatever you're risking on the money line, you want to win on the. Uh, sorry, whatever you're risking on the puck line, you want to win on the money line. Isn't that, that playing not to lose? To push. Don't you call that playing not to lose? Uh, it's in a way, yes, but it's just I think in sports where you, especially in. Uh, Sports where you score like one point at a time, it can it comes in handy quite a bit personally from my experience at least. At long term, it probably ends up uh, value wise uh, pretty much the same as betting them minus one and a half. It's just that I don't like losing by that hook one bit. Sad and pathetic at the same time. That is your opinion. Yes, you're entitled to it. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to give out a home run. The Stars should win too, sorry. But they haven't been playing great either, so I don't like them as much. But the Stars should win their game. You ever use the betting tools for your hockey picks? You know, I take a look at it sometimes. It's honestly, I would probably uh, put it more into my uh, game uh, next season just because I've been doing my stuff my way so long this year. And as you said, it's still uh, still growing. I, I liked it a lot. And uh, uh, I believe someone said this too. It, it will, it's more likely right now to keep me off a game than put me on one. But uh, but I'll definitely be uh, be looking at it way more next season. 
And uh, well, yeah, it's interesting to see what um, what it does later in this MLB season as well. Give it some time to uh, to get some data, as you had said too. I mean, it's hard for it to just uh, give you out games without, without seeing any games, right? This year, so hockey picks have been straight fire. I use them on yeah, my seven yeah. free picks in just five minutes, and I know. Uh, people are you know they're going crazy on it. Obviously, when I when I am on the game and I see something that it agrees with, I like it that much better as well. So that's that's really good too. Well, they have the bomb play today from the uh, betting tools on the NHL is the Buffalo Sabers plus two seventy five versus the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have Ooh. lost four games in a row in the favorite role. So yeah, uh, I, I like them plus one and a half, but I don't know about winning outright because they are getting a lot of value on that plus one and a half. They're plus money on it and. Yeah, yep, just Tampa is a bit overpriced tonight, but yep, uh, the, uh, I think they do need a win, and this is one they can get. But I like the plus one and a half a lot in that one. Betting tools like them as well uh, on the puck line, of course. If they like them to win outright, they sure as heck like them on the puck line. Yeah, and um, yeah, a lot of good trends here in the betting tools. I can't share my screen using um, using this that um, that we're using to do the shows, but I can show you guys later. Um, you can see that the Colorado Rockies at the plus run and a half here. Um, the Dodgers have failed to cover the run line as road favorites against the uh, in, have failed to cover the ro- run line as road favorites five in a row. And you're getting plus money and plus runs on the Rockies here. So one of the great value plays today in Major League Baseball. That's going back into the playoffs last season, right? Yes. Is it just a regular season? Yeah. It counts the uh, playoffs, right? Yeah, last five games. The last. It's obviously tough for games in the playoffs, but yeah. Of course, today we still have our coupon, one more day, April win. I could have probably made it something a lot easier than that. Next month I will. I think I'm going to do a monthly coupon. Um, just, you know, I don't, I'm not going to get be one of these people that coupons every day and every week, but I don't see the harm in doing it once in a while. All heading into our Christmas in July extravaganza. Biggest sale of the year. Yeah, it is. It's Christmas in July. Anyone else have any parlays? Anything? Props? I got a. I got one of those long shot. Go <laughs> for it. Go for good it. Sixteen. Good sixteen. Uh, White Sox. Seattle. St. Louis run line. Cincinnati run line. Houston. Milwaukee Cubs under and Colorado run line. Do you know what it pays? Six. Absolutely not. I didn't All put right. it in. I just I just put it I just um jotted it down just now. All right, I know some I know someone that bet this parlay today, so I know what it pays. And um it is the um Chicago Bulls money line with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Money line two hundred bucks pays four thousand two hundred ninety dollars. <laughs> two teamer, two te- against two teams. This is fading the teams that are playing in the play-in game on Tuesday, with nothing to play for in this game. That's all it is. Two hundred bucks or twenty bucks pays four hundred twenty-nine bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks pays four twenty-nine. Two dollars pays forty-two ninety. Be there, be square. That's what I say. Go for a home run prop as well. 
since that's what I do. I think that you got to stay away from these uh, from from these cold weather spots. You know, it just seems that the ball's not really flying out of some of those parks there. But uh, at the same time, I think we go back to Soto against Carrasco here. Um, it just seems like another spot for another Soto home run. I'm going to go back to the well with uh, Soto on a home run prop for the uh, second time in four days. Brian, any home run prop? Yeah, I'll go with Sean Murphy, the Oakland A's, plus 430 to hit one off of Eflin. F and Eflin. All right, I don't know if Joe's going to be able to take us off the air. I'm going to guess she is. Um, but uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Make it a winning day, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. I don't know. This is interesting. Let's see if Joe <laughs> shuts us down. She doesn't. Oh, there it is. Hey.